Blog Talk Radio. And welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe of clifflow.com in scenic Teenick, New Jersey. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and Conjurman of conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week we'll be joined by a special guest, Cousin Joshua of CousinJoshua.com in Atlanta, Georgia, bringing us today's topic of On Walking the Wealthy Way. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman. Ms. Kat? Hi, Clifford. Nice to hear your lovely voice. Um, I just have to thank you once again in another public venue for sending me all that lovely gift of food. Oh, oh, we're still eating our way through it happily. Um, and because um, those of you who listen to the show know that Clifford is my distant cousin, and we're both Jewish, and he is able to send me fabulous uh, Eastern European Jewish food via overnight <laughs> from Russ and Daughters, and I love it. And I began to take photos of it, mainly to, to, just to thank him. And I decided to take photos of it on antique restaurant ware that advertises Jewish um, restaurants and catering services, both kosher and just non-kosher. And this has now started me, thank you, Clifford, on a whole project that's going to be a whole web page full of Jewish food displayed on, on antique restaurant wear from Jewish restaurants. So oh, there you go. Fantastic. You you you're you're responsible for this, Clifford. You didn't know it was going to happen. Uh, but but you know me. Once I once I start down a, a rabbit hole, I I don't stop till I get to the end of it and say hello to the rabbits. So thank you. Thank you for that. Um, it'll welcome. probably be a year before I have enough of these photographed. Um, things here in California are bright and sunny. All is well. Um, not any rain, so the bright and sunniness does come with a kind of a um, nervousness in the pit of the stomach, like where will our water come from in this giant drought, and how long will this drought last? But um, we're still surviving. We're still making it. And um, news from Ukraine is really, really bad. And um, um, I have some um, Ukrainian clients and um, have been doing readings for them. And the readings have been 
get out now readings and they they're not calling me from Ukraine they're in the US it's their family in the Ukraine they're concerned about and um my advice to anyone with family in Ukraine is the cards told me i mean the the reading i got was get out now it's not going to get any better and wherever that out is don't choose moldova that's not going to work <laughs> so i hate to say it this is one of the worst um political horrors i've seen enacted recently i've seen so many of them in my life but this one is really really bad but in other news um lucky mojo is going to reopen to the public on march 21st the first day of spring we've got it all planned and we are going to get um, back to selling locally and it's been quite a while since we've done that and it's going to be nice march 21st first day of spring come on out to the lucky mojo if you live in the area we're just going to be here it'll be nice it'll be fun and we hope to have products and things that you want. We'll still do curbside pickup for people who like that. A lot of people do. They they drive a long way and they want to have everything ready for them. We'd be glad to do curbside pickup for anyone. We started it during COVID, but it, it looked like a good thing to continue. And of course, we're still doing mail order, both retail and wholesale, just as much as we always have. So send those retail and wholesale orders. And we are lighting candles at our church candle services are ongoing so that's the news from lucky mojo i'm working on a book and i've now finished 30 out of the 96 pages so about 30 percent done and i'm going to be having more and my patrons at patreon are receiving advanced pages from the book and these pages are typeset and look like they're part of the book but their page numbers are wrong they're just pages and they will all be assembled, and some of them will be reconfigured. But uh, they're getting an advanced look at the book. And I'm very grateful for my patrons for supporting me during the writing of this book because the um, time I have to take off, I can't earn money making products, and I can't earn money doing readings. And my patrons are the ones who send me those um, little contributions, as little as $2 a week, to receive those um, free advanced web pages. So that's what's new here. How about you, Conjurman? What's going on in your world? Oh, you know, like you watching the world somewhat be on fire. I mentioned to a cat a while back that I think we need to stop talking about uh, bad years, like, oh, 2021 was so bad, oh, 2022 was so bad, and instead just kind of acknowledge that we're in a bad decade. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it's sort of a... But it's not like a one-year-off thing, but rather a, like an ongoing cycle of degradation and things kind of degrading over time, uh, which is, you know, the realities of living in a broken capitalist system, broken environment, and a really corrupt international system, right? It's like watching these wars break out. Uh, one war ends, you know, Afghanistan was only mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and another one breaks out like just a couple months later. Right, mm-hmm. that that tells mm-hmm. people the type of the type of world we're living in. So trying to live through that, but also give people uh, guidance and advice. I just finished uh, a natal reading, um, just maybe two hours ago, just two hours ago or an hour and a half ago, and it was 
And one of the things that I do when I read is I do take into consideration what's going on in the world. Uh, and I know that some readers may have a difficulty doing that, but I do think that's important. We're not, we're not separate from the universe, right? We're not separate from what's going on. So I do tell people, like, this person was interested in opening up a business, and you will want to be upfront and honest say, look, uh, there's going to be some weird things happening with the markets in the, in the coming months and with resources in the coming months. And supply chains have been weird for a while. They're about to get weird again. But that mm-hmm. there are ways to find hope within that. There's ways of working around that. So it was, it's an uplifting reading, but uh, helping people navigate those tricky waters, you know, takes a little bit of skill. I do enjoy doing these readings. For those people that are interested, I do have, uh, I think, only one slot left for the month of April. Uh, so if you're interested, I do have one slot left. Otherwise, I'm entirely booked. But there is a bit of a... Um, when doing these, they're really great to dive into people's lives. But I think there's a whole master class that needs to be taught to teach readers how to navigate world circumstances, right? Like if you're pulling three cards or you're casting a geomancy chart or you're reading their horoscope or reading the tea leaves or whatever it is you're doing, it's a deeply personal act. But that personal is connected to something else, right? Like if you're reading for a client, do they have family in Europe? Right? Do they have family in Eastern Europe? Like, and, the, and we don't just mean Ukraine. Like, one of the mm-hmm. clients I read for two, months, uh, two weeks ago uh, is from Germany, right? Mm-hmm. And Germany is like an hour drive. Like, Berlin's an hour drive <laughs> from all hey, People forget exactly. how small Europe is. Very small. Very easy to drive back and forth. And so one of the things in the readings, like even before, is like, how's your family doing? Is your family right. doing all right? And that was not her, this was not my client's main question, but it was the underlying theme. It was, is my family going to be okay? She just wanted a life reading. She didn't ever mm-hmm. ask, is my family going to be okay? But once you're able to recognize that this person is not just an isolated uh, individual, but a drop within an ocean, then you go, mm-hmm. okay, well, how's the family doing? Ah, your real question is, will your family make it through this year all right? So there, there's mm-hmm. a whole way of connecting the individual to the, to the global and to the, what's going on around them that I think is really, really crucial. Um, I agree, and I'm going to say something else, too. So this, um, this one of the readings I did, person said, well, my family lives in Ukraine near the Polish border. They're perfectly mm. okay, right? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm like, mm, no, they're not perfectly okay. The cards were really bad. And um, and I said, no, um, actually, they need to go now. And mm-hmm. I just found out, that, this was a couple of days ago, just found out today, yep. cruise missiles are striking yep. western yep. Ukraine just a few miles today. from the Polish border today. Yep. And I'm like, yep. you know, don't be afraid as a tarot reader to give really bad news. Don't do it just to, you know, work up people into a sweat and become dependent on you. Yeah. But if you see don't, bad news don't be in the cards, but be real. Yeah, don't be alarmist, but be real. Yeah, and it, it was just like I got. Oh, I just, I just had this really bad feeling, you know. And um, yeah, so I'm just going to tell you, tell the truth when you when people ask about how is it going for them and their families, just always tell the truth. This was not a good one, and I'm, I'm. I'm sort of scared for uh, their family, actually, especially for her sister, for some reason. Mm. Bad, bad vibes. So we'll just see what happens. All mm, right. Prayers to them um, and their family. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, hoping that they, hoping that they get um, out to another nation adjacent. Um, mm. 
they you know hoping that they make it out they're, they're the parents are too old and the sister is just a girl nobody's going to be a fighter in that they can't fight they're not equipped mentally morally or with armaments to fight so yeah it's a thing well that was that's the reality that we're living with um, today, this week, when people listen to these shows from the far future, they always go, what were they talking about? Um, well, we're talking about current events. We always do. But let's move mm. to the more broad range of magic, folk magic, hoodoo. And the topic today is something quite far from that. The topic today has been brought to us by Joshua because our guests always bring the topic, and it's called Walking the Wealthy Way. So we, before mm. we begin, we're going to say hello and welcome to Cousin Joshua. Thank you, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, welcome, welcome. I am thrilled to be here, Miss Cat and Conjurman. Um, I really appreciate the opportunity. Uh, when, when we were thinking about this show, the circumstances of the world were a little different. Um, mm. But I think there's a lot to what both of you just said that has to do with navigating this world. Even where there is trouble somewhere, we still have to live our lives and pay yeah. our taxes and, mm-hmm. and do the things we can do um, to keep ourselves in right relation so we can be a blessing mm. to other people. And that's really sort of what I'm interested in, you know, it's spring here um, in Atlanta, Georgia. We did have a very hard freeze last night. Um, (laughs) You know, there's there's always a crisis. I was covering all my herbs and and hoping that the iris that I uh, grow for someone to make Providence powder out of survived. And I think that she did, but it did get down to 21 degrees. Um, Oh, my. So we're always navigating a crisis, right? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I, think I want to say I want to say one more thing before we we talk about here. People who don't know you, cousin Joshua, you are mm. a master gardener. If you follow cousin Joshua on Facebook or Instagram, you'll see him posting most beautiful photos of the magical herbs, roots, flowers that he grows. So check it out, and um, maybe someone can put your Facebook URL and your Instagram URL into the chat because people will want to follow you. You are an amazing mm-hmm. person. I follow you and just love your post. The other thing is that for those who are listening to the show but are not familiar with it, Cousin Joshua has been a member of our um, live chat for yes. years, right? And so this is your first time on the show as a guest. And I just want to say I've always admired your on-point comments in the live chat room. You're really um, an excellent, excellent person. I really hope that you will make a side career um, of uh, reading and root work because I know you have other occupation and uh, yeah. and it certainly is is a reputable and uh, and remunerative occupation but i just love your approach to folk magic so much i think that the uh, folk magic world and particularly the urban root area mm. would be much less if you didn't put some time into uh, teaching people just saying mm-hmm. well, and the call to be a thank teacher is a, is a true call here i mean for people who aren't familiar with the chat one of the cool benefits is that everyone from a variety of different 
walks of life show up in, the, in our live chats. You have people who are just starting out in root work, people who are curious, people who are like, maybe I can be a professional someday. You have people like Cousin Joshua who clearly are very skilled and knowledgeable and who act as teachers and guides. Uh, so you very you very clearly have a, a calling to teach. Should you ever consider to, you know, make a little yeah. bit more of this, I think you'd be well, very much welcomed by people like Kat and I. Mm. Well, thank okay, you. and, and Papa Newt Papa Newt has posted the Instagram account, which is Instagram dot com slash cousin underscore Joshua, and says mm. that Instagram is the only place to find cousin Joshua at this time. Other than cousinjoshua.com, of course. Is that correct? That yes, those are the two places mm. I am very findable on on those. Okay, great. Yes, your Instagram posts are inspirational. All right. Well, we have a topic, and I'm going to just um, give my little introduction to it, and then we'll take off and talk about it. The topic is walking the wealthy way, and. Um, I love the picture that Nagashiva chose to advertise this show. It's sort of a yellow brick road with flowers and shrubs blooming all along it on both sides. It it both speaks to you as a botanist and horticulturalist, and it speaks to that mm. yellow brick road aspect of the wealthy way. The idea of a wealthy way, because people often ask me, what's the difference between wealthy way, money stay with me, money drawing, attraction, lucky number, um, prosperity, and crown of success? Each of these formulas and the spells that accompany them come from different parts of the country, come from different time periods. Wealthy way is a term that I think kind of came into being in hoodoo, possibly after World War II. That's sort of my hmm. memory of it. I may be wrong. Whereas money stay with me and, and money drawing were a little older, especially money drawing, probably the oldest money formula. And Wealthy Way really speaks to the idea that you not only can draw money to you and you can keep money, but you can actually live a lifestyle of wealth. It's different than lucky number where you just hit a number and make a score. It's different than crown of success where you are achieving in the public realm because you can achieve crown of success with no money just by being um, a well-known person who had something to contribute to society. So Wealthy Way speaks to a particular form of uh, work. Prosperity usually is associated with better business and um, good turns in business, upturns in business. Wealthy Way is about luxury, and it's about having that excess money. So I'm going to turn this over to you, Cousin Josh. I want you to bring us the topic of Wealthy Way. Well, thank you, yeah. I, You know, you all have said a couple of different things within your intros that have, have pinged things to say. And when I think of walking a wealthy way, um, I think of it as a process or a journey. I think that's kind of key when you think about it. And going to what Ms. Kat just said about luxury, um, I think walking the wealthy way means having the ability to make meaningful choices about whether or not you want to stay in a job or get a different job. It is, it is about having sort of the ease and the enough savings to navigate these crises that at this point for most of us seem like we have a crisis, you know, going to what conjurements that it's not a bad year, it's a bad decade. Well, it certainly feels that way. Um, and I, and I thought, you know, um, 
when we first set the show up, uh, the the Ukraine situation wasn't where it is now. Um, war had not erupted. Um, and I thought, you know, it's spring. We're kind of leaving the pandemic, kind of not, but it's changing. We're learning to live with it. So let's have sort of a topic about people readdressing, rethinking some of their values, um, some of their work styles, some of their work habits, maybe even a career itself, um, as a result of the pandemic. So I, when I think what happens in these pandemics or wars <laughs> or financial meltdowns or 9-11, I mean, it goes on and on, right? But what I think they can bring us, and I'm not trying to silver line it necessarily, but I think that what they can bring us is valuable information that helps us confront what is not working in our lives. And so they can be difficult, but they bring us, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Saturn problem. Wherever Saturn is in your chart, it's certainly something to think about, but it can also bring, once you have awareness of it, knowledge on how to mm. work with it. Um, mm, well said. And I think, I think that's what the wealthy way offers us, is it's a way of being, it's a way of existing that allows us to identify opportunity even in sort of tough places? You know, the nice thing about, to me, about Wealthy Way products is that they can be added to other products and they also show us a mental state, like you said, that is acceptance of one's ease, acceptance of Mm. one's long-term planning. I'd like to talk a little bit about some of the very common money-drawing herbs that we use, things like cinnamon, cloves, um, nutmeg, all of those we sometimes call them the pumpkin pie spices that are used mm-hmm. for wealth, um, for for lucky wealth and for you know building a bigger uh, thing. They can be augmented to create a wealthy way. You also have to have something that allows you to hold on to your money. And also something that allows you to have uh, the personal resources to live a life of comfort and ease. So some people think of um, oh, John the Conquer Root as being about personal power. Some think, people think of it as being about luck. But it's a good ingredient to put into any spell for a wealthy way because it gives you personal power. Other ones that are useful and that people don't think about, Alkanet, which is used to keep people from jinxing your money or um, causing you know causing you a curse on your money, Elkanet protects your money. So wealthy way is also about shoring up things from attack as well as increasing, increasing. Um, and the other idea behind wealthy way that I like to think about is something that comes out of um, folk magic of many cultures which is to give to charity. Um, You don't have to become a philanthropist who endows an entire hospital. You might not be that wealthy. But one of the most often encountered folkloric ways to express wealth is to contribute to charity. And, of Mm. course, when you do that, it's a good idea to bless and dress the coins or the dollar bills or whatever that you're giving. In other words, let them be coming from your own place of wealth. 
not like I have to give a tithe or my preacher will call me out in church, Mm -hmm. but I have enough to give. This is a long-time spell. Many people do it on a regular basis. Some people say, why are some people charitable and other people not? I think many charitable people have found out that if you give a certain amount, don't break your bank, but give a certain amount that the universe will replenish for you. And so there are many spells of charity, and you can um, work those for the uh, the Mm -hmm. wealthy way. Yeah, I think uh, Cousin Joshua and yourself are really hitting on something very important here, that there is a difference between money and wealth. And so while we, we, you know, we said that this topic was a little far afield, but in actuality, I think this topic is very fitting for what we've been going through. And Cousin Joshua gestured to this um, by mentioning how we are kind of dealing in, <laughs> with a series of crises. And wealth and rich, is, the difference between them is how they manage that crisis, right? The difference between wealth and rich is, you know, just being rich, having money, mm-hmm. liquid assets, is that wealth allows you to navigate difficulty. Riches don't necessarily. You can have lots of liquid assets, but they can disappear. In fact, my teacher, uh, my first student teacher, uh, Mama J, once said that the first thing to go when you're crossed or jinxed or whatever is money. It's the first thing that because it's very fluid. It's why rich people can go to being poor overnight. That's who, that was mm-hmm. her big example. She'll be the richest creases, but you'll be poor overnight because riches can disappear. But wealth, wealth doesn't. Wealth allows you to deal with whatever difficulty you're experiencing, whether it's a downturn in the market or commodities kind of get funky or your supplier suddenly can't get you the thing that you need, right? Candles suddenly become expensive. Whatever it is, wealth still allows you to deal with it. In other words, riches disappear, but wealth endures. Wealth mm-hmm. always manages, you know, to endure in difficulty. Think of wealth as some type of tree. You plant it, it grows, you nurture it, and it sustains you. You can, pick, you can pick fruit from it, you can have a bad season, but then the tree will regrow. Sometimes there's not a lot of fruit, sometimes there's a little, but the tree endures so long as you put it in it. And so much of the kind of spiritual work around wealth takes the tree as its metaphor. It's something that you tend, it's something that grows, it's something that sustains, that endures, but also something that flows. There's a cycle to it. Wealth uh, is is something that you don't hoard. Riches is what you hoard. Money comes Mm -hmm. in, I'm I'm holding on to this. You become the four of pentacles, right? You hold on Mm -hmm. to it, you cling to it. That's Mm -hmm. rich. And you can can get rich by clinging to everything. And there's some rich people that you'll see that they're multimillionaires, but they're always, you know, trying to make the most out of their penny, right? Mm -hmm. Because they cling to it. Wealth, on the other hand, flows. It both comes Mm -hmm. into your life, but it also goes out. You have to spend wealth. And this Mm -hmm. is where, as Kat rightly pointed out, charity makes a big the people who allow money to flow who really tap into its kind of you know quixotic mercurial component that it's not meant to be hoarded but meant to flow those are the people that are tapping into wealth that's the difference between wealthy way and being rich 
Wealthy Way has an organic flow to it. And you can tell. You can certainly meet people who are rich. You're like, oh, damn, that person has a lot of money. And then you can meet someone who is wealthy. And wealthy people endure. They leave money for their descendants. And wealthy people leave money in, in charitable funds, in endowments, and in fellowships and whatnot. That's the difference between riches and wealth. And there's a difference in the type of root work that you do around getting riches, getting money fast, getting money and keeping money, and allowing money to grow and work for you. And so there is a difference in the strategies here. I think shifting our mindset to a wealthy mindset is crucial to address scarcity. Because we're living in a world of deep, deep scarcity, and so I think we're naturally clinging Right? We mm-hmm. cling on to what money we get. Absolutely. But if we adopt the wealth approach, if we adopt this idea that money should flow, that money should grow, that money should be communal sometimes, right? Wealth is not just about individual. A wealthy person enriches their family, enriches their friends, enriches their descendants, right? They leave mm-hmm. something behind. They have a legacy. If we start to adopt that mindset, I think that can really help us navigate these really weird and funky times economically and in terms of employment. You know, one of the things that I've noticed about um, wealth spells is that they often include seeds or crop crop plants. For instance, alfalfa is used for enduring wealth. So is fenugreek seed. And those um, are related. Fenugreek is, you know, in the clover family. And the idea of fenugreek seeds is that they will, you know, you could plant them and you'll have a crop of green. And alfalfa is a green crop. So those are kind of um, essential for, to me for working with the idea of keeping and growing your money. Another one that is um, interesting from that point is Irish moss. Irish moss is mm. a seaweed, and it has the uh, idea that your money will never run out. But... It's more of a money stay with me, but you can add it to any, uh, mm. you know, luck or money uh, uh, spell. I'm very yeah. fond of um, dragon's blood. It's used for mm. luck, mm-hmm. but it's also used for wealth. And um, there's a few others that are, you know, Cousin Joshua, what are your favorite um, wealthy way herbs? Well, I... Um I like to think of wealth as also not just money, but opportunities mm-hmm. and resources. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. one uh, particular one I found really helpful is cloves, because um, mm-hmm. I I think it's I think clove has um, a bit of a Jupiterian association, and and that is about expansion of opportunities. So um, sometimes just a little clove dust um, or ground clove just sprinkled in your wallet, maybe. Um, sometimes I've, mm-hmm. I've done it with cinnamon too. Um, just to kind of treat your wallet like a bit of a portable money altar, right? It's the wallet that has the cards or the cash in it. Um, so mm-hmm. I like dressing the wallet sometimes, and, and that's actually a, a slight component of today's, <laughs> today's free spell. But it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things to do because mm-hmm. I want to connect with that energy. Every time I pull my card out, I want to be thankful that I have it, that I can use it, and I can, I can use it for the good of other people. Um, mm-hmm. I think conjumentally, and in this count, y'all, of course, gratitude and charity is part of being 
of, of being a wealthy person or having wealth. I mean, it's, it's the idea mm-hmm. of the, um, the obligation, right, that, that comes with mm-hmm. it. If you are gifted with things, and, and this, you know, th- this is not groundbreaking things, but if you're gifted with a gift, whether it's clairvoyance or, or whether it's, you know, just the ability to, to make money very easily, you are possibly, potentially, probably, okay, you are required to share the gift, because um, mm-hmm. that's why you have it. You have it to bring it to your community. So I think these ideas of gratitude um, and of giving really go to mutual aid. And and just not, not to be a downer, but to tie it to some of these circumstances that we're in, we have seen radical and amazing examples of mutual aid during the pandemic, during the mm-hmm. crisis in Ukraine, We're seeing it all the time. Sure, governments are doing some things, but Berliners are showing up to train stations Mm -hmm. and leaving strollers for people to put their children in. I mean, so Mm -hmm. so yes, governments are doing things and and they should be done, but that's not where it ends because it's the responsibility of those of us who have access to certain gifts, and I I believe everyone does, no matter their status in the world. It's their... Mm -hmm it's their obligation to share those gifts because I I really do believe through whatever process (laughs) that brought us here at this moment, I think we're the ones we've been waiting for. And I think Mm -hmm. think we can rise to this moment. And as long as we can keep our eyes open and actively see the opportunities that are, that that are available to us to do the work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, you know, from there, and that is um, serious philosophical thought. I'm going to go back to an old spell. Um, One of the first spells I learned to make your money grow was to plant a thyme plant. Yeah. uh, Water it and care for it. Some people will say, put a coin under it. In other words, if you're going to plant it in the ground, you dig the hole, put a coin at the bottom, and hope that its roots reach down to that coin. Other people will plant a pine tree. A pine tree also will make your money grow. But most people don't have room in their front yard for a full-grown pine tree. But if you do, that would be a good uh, good one to use. Pine needles draw money. But thyme is a very easy little plant to grow. It's in the mint family like so many other of the culinary and uh, aromatic herbs. Another one that is used to get money and you're probably not going to be able to grow it in your yard, is sassafras. If you live where mm-hmm. sassafras grows, you're probably using a, a, a brush hog to take it out <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's well known to take over pastures and just, you know, you thought you had a pasture, now you've got a sassafras thicket. But um, it is the way it spreads is um, wonderful. And it has a, a lovely smell in the roots, and root beer is made out of it. So sassafras is also used to make your money grow and and um, control your money. Very, very mm-hmm. a wonderful plant. I love the smell of it. It's just there's nothing quite like sassafras. Um, mm. There's another um, root that is called sarsaparilla, spelled sarsaparilla, but it really is pronounced sarsaparilla <laughs> root. And related to it is another species, which in Jamaica goes under the name Chaney root, C-H-A-N-E-Y. And sarsaparilla root and Chaney root are 
other roots that are used to make root beers, local varieties of root beer, and you can mix them with sassafras mm. too. And they also will draw and and keep your money. Now, once you have those roots, sarsaparilla, sassafras, cheney root, any of those sort of reddish-brown roots is what they are, you can add a few of the other reddish-brown things like cinnamon, cloves. All of these kind of go together, and they are kind of neat the way they go together. Allspice, mace, all of them kind of go together. And you can brew up um, a, um, a tea, not not necessarily to drink, although if you dilute it, you could drink it. Don't drink too much. Some of those roots are a little strong. But you can just brew that up as a tea and sprinkle it around your business or your home. And it's a wonderful uh, wealth-drawing and wealth-protecting uh, floor wash for a business. It smells great. And um, you can you can uh, vary it based on which ones of those herbs you can get. Another... Mm. Um, thing that you can do with such a tea is you can use it to spritz or sprinkle objects that you have for sale. For instance, if you have a shop and you're going to be using a dusting cloth in your shop, well, you can just um, put some of that money-drawing and wealthy way tea water on your uh, dusting cloth and just wipe down all your shelves. It's wonderful, smells great, it smells like you've done something lovely aromatically in your shop, but it also attracts people's interest, and that brings you wealth. And a third thing you can do with this tea is to use it in the laundry. Um, If you are going out for um, interviews to convince customers, for instance, if you work on commission, and sell, you know, insurance or a real estate agent. Use a little bit of that tea in your laundry water in the rinse cycle, so that you well, you are wearing a wealth drawing uh, clothing that has been, um, you know, just it's subtle. It's very subtle. You're not going to smell like a like a spice cabinet. It'll be subtle, but it'll be there, and you'll be upheld and supported by those herbs. Mm-hmm. One uh, go-to for me, and you know, it's underrated, it's very simple, uh, is cinnamon and sugar. Cinnamon and sugar combined mm-hmm. is both money drawn, but it helps to also bring about wealth itself because what it does is sweeten money to you. Um, I'm also a big fan of building altars for wealth rather than doing some type of specific working for money. I believe in a wealth altar, and what that does is it ensures that wealth remains in your home. I generally have found in my experience, and it could be different, but I generally found that these are close to the door, the idea that you want money to keep flowing through the door. They don't have to be big ritualistic spaces. It can literally be just a surface upon which you put some coin, some lucky object, um, but also uh, these type of containers where a dollar bill that your petition has been written on is placed in a jar with cinnamon and sugar, and it's placed near the door. And the idea is that that then sweetens money to you so that it always desires to flow into your hands and stay with you because money is a spirit. So you want to sweeten the spirit of money. And you keep that cinnamon and sugar jar on this uh, wealth altar, and you keep it near the front door, and that ensures that money will flow into your house and stay in your house. So I'm a big believer of, of building these type of spaces for longing and enduring spiritual acts, right? In the same way that you might have a honey jar on your relationship that you would keep going for the duration of the relationship to ensure that you have a happy marriage and whatnot, and that you can have a 
communal practice of lighting that candle. You can do the same thing with money and wealth. You can build an actual space for it. And this is not uncommon for a lot of uh, businesses, for example, Middle Eastern businesses, Mediterranean businesses, Asian businesses, all set up some type of prosperity wealth altars in the fronts of their doors. You often find, for example, the frog with a coin in its mouth. You find the beckoning cat, the Hello Kitty cat. You find the lucky Buddha. You find oranges and incenses. These are all very common in the front of doorways. They're both protective, but also they ensure that prosperity and wealth continue to flow in. So I'm a big believer of building these spaces to reorient your entire house and space around wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, Absolutely. one of the things, uh, Conjurement, I love about a wealth altar is I, I think a lot of times people are focused on the end result. You know, they, they want to be, they want to have wealth. They, they want the symbols of wealth. And, and I, that's completely legitimate. What I like about a wealth altar is it allows workers or individuals to do small steps towards that. You know, to, to go from someone to you know, and to obtain incredible wealth is really a series of small steps. Maybe you start your own business. Maybe you are a full-time employee and have a business on the side and grow it until it becomes a shop, and then you have two shops. And, you know, it's a series of steps that we don't often have a close-up look at when we read, you know, the rags-to-riches success story that we see online or on Instagram or, or wherever. What I like about a, a wealth altar is it allows you to bring something to that altar on whatever regular interval you do it at and say, okay, I've, you know, I had lunch with my boss twice this week and, you know, my next step is to sweeten them to me or to expand our communications and maybe, you know, you can do these small workings either with petition papers or lighting candles in that one space. And over time it sort of builds up and builds up just like, your personal connections, your charitable giving, your bank account, until you get there. And I think that's, that's a, real, a real thing because when I think of wealth, I think of very long-term, you know, I think of series of steps, a way of living that gets that end goal. And so I, I think that's a, a great thing to do if, if folks, are, you know, want that. I, something came up for me. Well, I was thinking about this. I forgot when this guy asked me, when I was 12 years old, my grandfather, my dad's dad, gave me a Buckeye to carry in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just a lucky thing. Um, he was careful to tell me not to eat it. I was 12 at the time. Um, and, and I carried it in my right pocket for forever. I was, you know, a kid, so I eventually lost track of it. But um, I do like a Buckeye in a front pocket. It's a small, simple thing you can do. Um, and... Uh, but but again, I, I think that those small consistent steps are what get us to that that greatness that a lot of people I think need and that the world needs right now. Yeah, I I I agree with you. And some of these real old things like a buckeye, you know, people go, well, I've done a buckeye. Is that all that there is to hoodoo? It's it's foundational, folks. If you don't have a buckeye, <laughs> you need to to go back and get your buckeye. You missed a step along the way. Um, Another one is lodestones. Everyone knows that lodestones are used to attract because they are naturally magnetic. And I've mentioned this before, to have a lodestone to attract stuff to you is a wonderful way to work on a money altar, on a debt-reducing altar, on any kind of altar where you want to work with money. Lodestones are important. 
but I'm going to give you another way. We talked about walking the wealthy way. So let's just say you have a store, and it is on a storefront on a street, or maybe you work out of your business, and there's a little flagstone brick or cement path that leads up to your door. Take the magnetic sand with which you have fed your lodestone, not just fresh magnetic sand. Now, this has been magnetic sand. It's been given to the lodestone and charged up. And sprinkle that from the street into your shop, into your house, into your, where, you, you know, where you do your work. And um, that is the wealthy way. People will be soon walking that wealthy way to you. And magnetic sand is kind of the prelude to the lodestones that lurk there at your doorway altar. It's a good way to work. You can also put your lodestones in your cash Mm. register or cash box if you want to. Now, another thing about a a wealth altar, people say, well, I I don't have a metaphysical store. It would look really weird for me to have a wealth altar. Well, you can still have one. You're just going to hide it a little bit in plain sight. Put up some Oh, you know, artificial flowers. I do whatever you think is going to look pretty. Put it in a vase with a weight at the bottom so it can't be knocked over. Put it on a little table. And in the bottom, that's where you're going to put your wealth altar. It will be hidden in these artificial mm. flowers that just make your place look, oh, it's so she-she and cute, right? Or maybe in your place of business there's a um, a painting. You put the stuff behind there in a packet behind the painting. One mm. thing that people t- think about, they think they have to have an altar in plain sight or it won't work. Not true. And so you can do things like in that vase, for instance, you can just put loose dollar bills, just pick up the artificial flowers, throw the dollar bills down in there, and just uh, stuff it. It'll be stuffed with dollar bills. Nobody will know, mm. especially if you do it in such a way that you, hey, glue it to that table so no one can knock it over, right? And now it's just mm. stuffed with dollar bills. And um, your hand, you should be able to reach your hand down into it, pull out some dollar bills and give them to people um, as gifts at a later date. But that's how to have an altar that is just drawing wealth. Now, what artificial flowers would you want to use? Well, you can look up any flowers that are used for uh, money. For instance, um, Coriopsis is used for money. Any kind of daisy family, any daisy family which has a golden disc at the center makes a great Mm. money flower. You can buy, for instance, artificial sunflowers online. They have a yellow center. Sunflower stands for optimism. The golden disc, of course, stands for money. And hey, it also happens to be the national flower of Ukraine. So triple duty on that one. (laughs) <laughs> that's really cool I, I one of the things that I love doing and I recommend to clients is the first job if you get a job let's say you start something new the first money that you make save a little bit from it whether it's a copy of your first paycheck your pay- paycheck stub or if it's the first, literally the you know the check that you've cashed take that very first dollar and put it in a picture frame Put it in a picture frame, in the back of the picture frame, write Psalm 23 out, anoint it with the, the put in a little bit of your money drawing herbs. You can put in this, uh, we'll put a, a little envelope, put in five finger grass, a little bit of uh, a bay leaf for success, some alkanet, some alfalfa, a little bit of cinnamon, bayberry. You can even 
you know, fold it all up, place it within this envelope and hide it in the back. You can even put in a pinch of magnetic sand. Fold it up, put it in the back of this picture frame, put the picture frame together so that the dollar bill is displayed, anoint it with wealthy way oil, and set it up on your uh, wall. Set it up on an altar. You don't have to hide it. It's a, it's a great decorative piece. No one's going to be like, oh, what is you know, is that some magical object? No, he's like, this is the first dollar I made from whatever job. Like, I'm very proud of that first dollar. You can place it up there. Um, if you don't want to put it up, you can place it, put it on an altar, or you can hide it away or keep it somewhere sacred. But that will ensure that the money that you have made will continue to come to you, that success will continue to come to you, that you will continue to get paid, and that your wealth will grow. And whenever you're feeling some type of financial downturn, you can light candles in front of that picture. Take a white candle, take a green candle, dress it with those oils, burn it in front of this uh, image, pray over it, call out to the Lord to bring you wealth and abundance, recite Psalm 23, and it will immediately retick your finances. It will help to change things and turn the flow around should you face any type of downturn. Yeah, and, you know, in drawing money, a lot of people go from emergency to emergency. You know, healthy, mm-hmm. sane, expediti. Um, we're talking about something more Venusian and Jupiterian. And we're mm-hmm. talking about lo- the luxury that Venus affords. You know, use a nice perfume. A lot of people don't get it, that um, spending a, some money on a good perfume is an act of reaffirmation of yourself. And for men, it could be an aftershave. Don't don't just say, oh, I'm too poor to afford a good perfume. That's a Venus thing to do, to spend money on a good perfume. Spend money on some good clothes, right? And mm-hmm. the Jupiterian aspect is about investment. The Jupiterian aspect, um, uh, you, you can think of it as a benevolent uncle who you know, leaves you a nice inheritance and and some stocks and bonds. Jupiter is always about accumulation, but it's also about maintenance of that accumulation. The days to work uh, would be Friday and for Venus and uh, Thursday for Jupiter. You can look up in uh, online uh, flowers, plants, and herbs that are associated with Jupiter. Those would be good for wealthy way as well. They may not be hoodoo plants per se. They may be European flowers or something like that. But anything associated with Jupiter will increase your wealth. And if you always think of what my old astrology teacher used to say about Jupiter, he said he's 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 your wealthy uncle. He's Santa Claus. <laughs> and and that's it. You, you you basically want your wealthy uncle and Santa Claus to come and say to you, hey, I give unto you. Here you go. This is going to be a, um, an investment in your life. That can also become part of who you are. You can, and it doesn't mean you have to give to actual family members. You can be like Mrs. Brown, the lady in Oakland, California, who set up a trust fund for homeless cats. And uh, they were... Uh, she had a crown, and the cat was put in a cage at the Humane Society, and it was Mrs. Brown's cat of the week. And there it was. It had a, a diamond-studded collar. It had a crown <laughs> that was on top of the cage, and next to it was piled uh, one year's worth of cat food, right? canned cat food. And if you adopted Mrs. Brown's cat of the week, Mrs. Brown gave you 
the year's worth of cat food. You didn't get the crown. It was part of the cage. But you did get the little rhinestone studded collar. And uh, and the cat was spayed also or neutered for free. <laughs> so that is a female Jupiterian emblem. Mm. We always think of Jupiter as being exclusively male. But that, that gracious Mrs. Brown always reminds me of how you can give to the world. I, I love that. I love that it is a way of giving, but also connected to the interests of the person that did it, right? Like, that's just, uh, oh, that's beautiful. Um, one thing that Contraman Ali said about the dollar, framing the first dollar, you know, um, I am a big paper petition kind of worker, and um, there's a lot of places in our lives um, where we can use sort of everyday things, uh, papers, as petition papers for wealth working. For instance, if you buy a large ticket item, um, whether it's a luxurious one or whether it's a new roof, and you have a copy of the invoice or, or the um, receipt, you can write a prayer of gratitude on it um, or a psalm and then put it on your wealth altar. Um, and, and, you know, the, again, another reason why to have a wealth altar, but also taking these, these sort of normal everyday things um, and turning them into magical uh, mm. emblems or talismans to keep you focused and on the path of the wealthy way, because um, that's the kind of consistent work. Miss Cat, you mentioned, you know, this isn't fast money work, and I always mm-hmm. think of, you know, if I have a a client um, that I'm working with who who's a, you know, I, I'm in this crisis, I'm in this crisis, I need this much money, I need this much money we start to see a pattern. And as workers, it's our responsibility to say, I think I see a pattern. Um, mm-hmm. And start working on other other methods, right, sort of get to the root cause and start sort of changing the focus to long-term wealth work and practical steps um, to get on that path. Because I think you're right. It's a different path. It's a different way of being in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something about that, too. I have seen that in my clients. I can't make the rent. I can't make the rent. What am I going to do? You can talk with them that way, and five years later, they're still talking that way. But mm-hmm. if you start talking them to them about, wouldn't it be a good idea if instead of renting this place here in a, in a, in a low-income neighborhood with crime all around you. Why don't you think of moving to a slightly different place? And no, you can't buy a house right away, but how about if you just buy a trailer and put it on a, in a good trailer park? You'll own that trailer. Keep it up. Maybe you can buy another trailer, a bigger one and rent out that smaller trailer. Now you can, you know, and it's about parlaying your money. Now you're going to have enough money to be a pre-approved for some small condo and then pre-approved for some house. And it's just a different pattern of life than I can't make my rent, I can't make my rent. But not every client will hear you. I can say that for sure. Mm. I wish they mm. did. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think this is true. When we're in desperate straits in particular, it's hard to think in terms of wealth. It's hard to think in these sort of long-term approaches because wealth requires a long-term perspective. It requires a sort of a strategy towards money rather than I need money right now. 
And that can be hard sometimes, especially if a client is in a difficult financial situation or they're like, I just need to make this money real quick. They're asking for gambling luck. They're asking for fast luck. They're asking for whatever. But if you're advising them for something a little bit more stable, a little bit more enduring, it can be difficult to switch out. So there is a sort of wealth mindset. I hate to use that term, but there is a sort of wealth mindset or wealth approach that can be tricky to transition to. It takes a little bit, and some clients can get it, and some don't, and some it takes time to really work. Once you start thinking in that way and you start altering your even your spiritual practices around that, it can start to make a difference. This is the, the case with lucky talismans. A lucky talisman can be oriented to bring you luck really quick and really fast, or it can be oriented to bring you wealth in the long term. It depends entirely on how you make it. It depends entirely on the type of prayer you use. It also depends on how you use it, right? Do you put it on? Do you don't? Do you keep it in an altar? What do you do with it? And so I have clients who make lucky talismans, and like, I want this so that I can get lucky when I go to the casino. So they come to me and mm-hmm. ask for gambling luck, and I'm all about helping people get their gambling luck. All right, here you go. Here's your mm-hmm. talisman for gambling luck. But what if we made that talisman for luck your entire life? So that you're just not mm-hmm. using it when you go to the casino. Oh, I'm not putting it on when I go to the casino so I can, I can win at, the, at, at, at whatever, the slots or at cards or at blackjack or whatever. But what if you carry that so that you're lucky throughout your life and you, and you cultivate a sense of luck so that, as Cousin Joshua noted, you find the right opportunities in your life. And you're able to build on those opportunities. Or as Ms. Kat noted, you're able to kind of build your wealth. You start off with a trailer park, and then you build towards a condo, then to a townhouse, then to a house, right? What happens if you start to think in that terms, even if you think about luck in those terms, now you're thinking in a wealth mindset rather than I need an immediate change, I need really quick cash money. So you can use luck products. But if you orient them around wealth, so let's say you create a uh, luck mojo, but you also include in it a, a small lodestone grit and magnetic sand, and you feed it not just lucky a fast luck oil, but you also feed it wealthy whey oil. And you don't just wear it when you go to a casino, but you wear it all the time so that you cultivate a luck every step that you take, everywhere that you go. Now you're starting to work in a wealth fashion. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, uh, we're, we're getting close to being out of time. I'm going to recommend two books, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Wattles. These are two old books, very old books, but any new book that tries to be like them is just copying them, so you might as well <laughs> read those, especially the Wattles book, which I think is the older of the two. These books are about visualization and about acceptance that you can be wealthy, and they were written at a time when many people were poor, more poor than they are now, and they are part of the New Thought Movement, and those books, I have read them both. They're really excellent. Okay. All right. Onyx Rose. Oh, my gosh. i got to say something. Onyx Rose wrote, Jupiter is the planet of luck, right? No. Jupiter is the planet of wealth. Mercury is the planet of luck. That's what we're trying to talk about now is the difference between luck and wealth. Sorry about that. I just had to finish that off. Um, let's, let's give this over to uh, Clifford, and he's going to bring us our client. 
All right. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's client. Our caller is Stella calling from area code 917. Stella, are you there? Hello, yes, I'm here. Excellent. Uh, you indicated you had no readings on the situation. You wrote competitive creative field and for the past 10 years I've worked hard to pave a path for myself in it. I've had some great successes but the successes have been very start and stop and start. An astrologer once told me that Saturn's placement right in my midheaven is the cause of this. How do I go about creating a more sustainable path of success for myself? Turn it over to you to Miss Cat. Wow. Well, having Saturn mm. at your midheaven is a is a detriment, I'm going to say that. Um, I'm going to ask you one other question. What is your sign of the zodiac? I'm a Scorpio. Ah, hmm. Scorpio with Saturn at the midheaven. Yeah, that's not really great. Um, so um, what, I, what I'm going to say here is that you can consider um, working with some... Um, uh, Saturn remediation, and I'm sure that um, we're going to have Ollie give you that later. But I'm going to do a card reading first, and then Joshua will do a card reading. Okay? So okay, the first card I have here is a is a card. I mean, this the question is how can I get away from this? Okay. The card number one is a good card, and it's a card that tell, these are going to be fairly much recommending what paths to you. Okay, card number one is the um, nine of pentacles. This shows a woman in a garden. She has two stacks of money. One is very large. One is small. She has a snail by the large stack of money, and she's holding a bird in her hand by the small stack of money. And the bird is a hawk, a hunting hawk, and it's hooded. It represents swiftness and getting something the other one the snail is slow growing she has a house she has an orchard and she has a vineyard and she's dressed very beautifully with a dress of venus or uh, love and luxury this tells me that one way you can get around this is to emphasize two streams of income so you do have a job and it probably pays you well and it's competitive and all of that but you might also want to start thinking about branching out into some part-time thing that is going to hold you over or add extra income the other thing that you might want to think about with this card is doing coin magic talismanic magic because it's a pentacle card and the next thing is venus enjoy yourself enjoy the money that you do have and enjoy what you what you've got but as we say she has a house she has a vineyard and she has an orchard you start building wealth it your your question actually fits our program today unusually well and this card is a good um, idea of that the next card is the seven of wands 
And this is a card of a person beating down competitors who are trying to overtake him on top of a hill. This guy has not been prepared for how competitive and how nasty people can be. This can be an attack from below. People younger than you, people with less experience, people with less intelligence, people with less good intentions, and it can also just be jealous people, the evil eye. And here, the recommendation would be, first of all, it's a wand card, so burning candles would be good. And second of all, be prepared. I'm going to recommend that uh, Conjurman might talk to you a little bit about something that will repel the eye of jealousy because there are people uh, who gossip. There are people who name-call behind people's backs. There's a lot of in every industry, and it's not just that you have Saturn at midheaven, but this card does have that kind of a feeling of this embattled guy on top of a hill that you do have to um, find out what can be done. I would want to look at your natal horoscope a little deeper and see what aspects Saturn makes. If it makes good aspects, you have a way out of the situation. One astrological token, no matter how bad, is not the entire chart. And the third excellent, it's a trump card called the Wheel of Fortune. And this shows time moving on. It shows people, bad people, the snakes that are represented on the wheel falling off, loyal friends rising up. Don't worry so much about those falling snakes. Spend your time and interest on those wonderful and helpful uh, friends who can be of good service to you. In the corners, there are the four fixed signs of the zodiac represented as winged animals, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. And they all have books, and they're reading the books. Now, these could be the four Gospels and probably what was intended when this card was drawn. But they also, to me, talk about keeping a journal, keeping notes, trying to kind of um, dig deeper into your life and who is of help and what they had to say. It's a good card because it shows good fortune is coming. The wheel will continue to turn. And there's a sphinx at the top holding a sword, which is usually said to represent some form of justice. And so you won't be down always. Things will turn. Things will change. If nothing else, you can look astrologically. And again, I'm sure the contraband will be able to talk about this at the progression and transits of Saturn. Transits are temporary, short-term motions of the planets over your natal chart, and progressions are the long-term movements of the planets when you look at them as if one year of your life was one day in the progression of that planet. It's kind of an imaginary exercise in showing where your life is going, and it will improve, I think. So, that's what I see. Let me turn this over to Cousin Joshua. Thank you. Hi, Stella. I'm I'm completely agree with Miss Cat. I'm thrilled to have this question, and um, I'm going to be reading with playing cards today, made by um, the Piatnik Card Company, and it's their Vienna Austria um, edition. The first card I got for you is the Two of Clubs, and what this says is a bit of an exchange, perhaps a negotiation. Um, I think reading this in the context of Ms. Katz's reading, it's a helping hand in a business setting. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I think that you could be in for some change. And what's interesting is the next card is the eight of clubs as well, all clubs in this reading. The eight of clubs mm-hmm. is often um, can represent a group of people, a professional association, um, a, typically a type of work group. But it's an organization. If you have access or if there's a professional association or perhaps, um, what do they call them these days, affinity groups inside your place of mm-hmm. employment, um, what it says is there is a group out there, perhaps a professional one, an affinity group, maybe a committee, that you could obtain some helpful um, helping hand from in the form of a mentor or in the form of maybe a connection, um, that type of thing. I think reading this um, consistent with Ms. Cat's Seven of Wands, though, um, this is a group of people. There may, there may be helpful people in there. There could be some competitors there as well. So that's something to look out for. But I see that a group could be helpful for you within the work context. Um, mm-hmm. Your final card that I have for you is also a club. So this reading about your career, about your work, about your labor. And it's the nine of clubs. And that signals a change. So in this situation, given all these cards, it shows that you might be in for a job change. It should be probably for the better. Um, given the helping hand that you'll receive um, coming from this organization that I see uh, represented here by the Eight of Clubs. So I do see a change for you. I hope that that sounds like good news to you and like an exciting opportunity. And I see it coming Mm -hmm. from some type of group. So if you have access to, again, um, a professional association or can connect with someone like that, um, I think that's going to bring about some connections where you'll be able to negotiate, um, have the upper hand as represented by the two of clubs, and, and see a change for the better in your life as represented by the nine of clubs. I hope that makes sense. It does. Thank you. Wow. All right. Well, let's turn this over uh, to Conjurman and see what he has to say as far as root work. Thank you, Ms. Kat. Thank you, Cousin Joshua. I think you've got some fantastic readings here, and I encourage you to listen to what they said. Uh, I also do encourage, whenever someone says they've got some type of astrological placement that might be a bit tricky, to get some form of astrological remediation. You can get it uh, if you go to readers and rootworkers.air at, at, at You can look up the readers there. But also, Ms. Kat does astrological remediation. Deacon Millet does. I do as well. We can do natal chart readings, but also examine how to remediate the particular placements. And if Saturn is the big, you know, troublemaker in your in your chart, that you will need astrological remediation. All the magical work on the world can only get you so far. You need to push Saturn a bit. So I have a couple of my own questions first and foremost. First, uh, what type of uh, creative work do you do? You can be very generic about this. You don't need to tell me the company or anything, but what type of creative work do you do? When you say creative, are you making uh, websites or you um, painting what is it exactly i'm a writer you're a writer okay great that's very important to understand uh second are you born by the day or by night i was born uh, during the daytime during the daytime okay the reason i ask mm-hmm. this is saturn is what's known as a diurnal planet meaning that it is much more manageable during the day so even though it's on your midheaven saturn is always a malefic it's always a pain in the ass uh, in, in, in the midheaven, it can cause issues in matters of the public, the issues of career, etc. But by the day, it means that eventually it will become more manageable. 
So that means as you get older, in particular, Saturn will start to work in your favor and you can start to work with Saturn a little bit. So this is part of my remediation that I'll give you now. But again, have a full-on uh, natal chart reading. Do you know your rising sign by chance off the top of your head? Uh, yeah, it's Capricorn. Oh, it's Capricorn. Okay, so yeah, you're literally ruled by Saturn. That's why it's such a big deal. <laughs> so Saturn, uh, if your rising sign is Capricorn, that means Saturn is the ruler of your ascendant, and it is ruling over, and it's placed in your midheaven. So this is why it's causing a little bit of the issue that, that you're having. Um, the good news is that Saturn is in the way that I generally read natal charts is using uh, whole sign houses. If Capricorn is your ascendant, that means that your 10th house is Libra, and Saturn is exalted in Libra. So this can work your favor. This is why I say, of course, the other planets matter, the aspects matter. So astrological remediation mm-hmm. is encouraged. But if Saturn is in Libra, or if Saturn has some type mm-hmm. of connection with Libra there, you have an exalted mm-hmm. Saturn that you should incorporate in the magical work that you do. And so I'm going to take that into consideration in what I recommend for you. What I want you to mm-hmm. do is to develop some type of magical signature. This can be quite literally a signature that you've drawn out, that you're going to write in your books, that you're going to sign your, in your articles, whatever it is, right? Some type of magical mm-hmm. signature. It can be a logo that you're going to put up on your professional website of some sort. In this image, you should include the sigil of Saturn. You can keep it very casual. You don't need to make it big. It can be, you know, over the eye or maybe it's the background or maybe the way that one of the, the Y swoops. It's kind of into the sigil of Saturn. But you want to include the sigil of Saturn. If Saturn rules mm-hmm. over your ascendant, Capricorn, and Saturn is in your midheaven, and if that midheaven happens to be in Libra, because the midheaven can move, it can be either in the 11th, it can be in the 10th, or it can be in the 9th, it, it is so Libra. it can move around yeah. a little bit. Is it, is, where is it? Is it in the 10th? It is Libra in, in the 10th, yeah. Oh, okay, perfect. So it is an exalted Saturn. So now you want to incorporate that imagery in your signature. You're going to mm-hmm. place this in any type of warfare that you do, whether it's if you write a book, you're going to include this signature. You're going to sign it away. If it's an article, mm-hmm. then make sure that you put this image on your website and the website links to the various articles, short stories, et cetera, that you have out there. So if it's not like a, <coughs> excuse me, a signature that you can sign, then make sure that it's a digital one that you place on your website. I want you to also print out that signature that you made. Now take your time on this. Play around with this. Find something that is aesthetically pleasing to you. Let's tap into that Libra in the tenth, you know, in the tenth house. Mm-hmm. We want to get something nice and pretty. So it's a sick play around with this. Literally take a piece of paper like you were in high school and just practice your signature over and over and over again <laughs> with this Saturn sigil that you really like. All right, this is what it's going to look like. Then you're going to take a piece of paper and you're going to actually draw out this signature in dragon's blood ink. I want you to take some dragon's blood ink and you're going to draw it out on this paper, make it nice and pretty. Burn yourself some bewitching and crown of success incense. I always recommend bewitching incense for anyone who does creative work. Whether you are a writer, a performer, a digital designer, you want to enchant people. This also taps into that Libra in the 10th house. So you're going to mix crown of success. You're going to mix bewitching incense. You're going to smoke 
this paper, going to smoke and say, wherever this signature is, it shall draw to me success and bewitch all those who see it. Smoke it in that incense and then set it up on your altar. This is an altar that you should set up next to your writing table or could be your writing table, wherever you have, whether you write by hand or write by computer or you take your laptop, it should be that place. You're going to then place on the four corners of this piece of paper candle sticks. This is going to be your success altar. There should be some type of candle holder placed within them purple candles that you have dressed with a crown of success oil. In the center on top of the signature, you are going to put a heat-proof dish, some type of sensor or thurible. Make sure that it's if it is a metal sensor or a metal thurible that you put some type of heat uh, protector underneath, most incense holders come with like a little little wooden, um, almost like a like a like a uh, coasters. But they usually come with that, and this is so that it doesn't burn the paper in any way, shape, or form, or singe it. So you want to put some type of coaster underneath that incense. Put that right in the center. Decorate this altar with the images of what success looks like for you. That's you making big bunks. You're the next Stephen King. You've got millions and millions of dollars, and you've got. Uh, TV contracts and your books are being made. And put those images up. Put an image of Hollywood up. Put an image of money up. Put up whatever success looks like to you. Place it upon this altar. Then every Sunday, every Wednesday, and every Thursday, I want you to light these candles and light that incense and pray over the entire thing. Pray over it and say, Lord Almighty, bring to me success from all four corners of this world. All who behold and gaze upon this signature are drawn to my work. They are bewitched and impressed by me, and I gain success with every new piece of writing that I put out into that world. This is your powerful, protective magical success altar. On the back, on the wall, I want you to put up an evil eye charm that you dress with protection oil, like Miss Cat mentioned, and take Bailey's and put it in the four corners of the altar, like it's on your desk. And now you can use this to quite literally write. It can be separate and next to your writing desk, entirely up to you how big or small you put it, but give it a lot of attention. Decorate this. Put it with images of your success, the things that you want. If you get a contract, make sure that you place that contract underneath the signature. Place the signature on on top with then the candles and then the incense in the middle. Keep all your, your signs of success on this particular altar. Finally, I want you to get yourself a pendant or a coin. On the back of this pendant or coin, you are going to inscribe it with your personal sigil slash signature, anoint it with the oils that I have mentioned, bewitching and crown of success, and wear it daily wherever you go. When you're not wearing it, place it upon your altar. This is a very superficial form of Saturn remediation, but this should go a long way to help address this issue and bring the success that you want. Again, encourage you to get some type of astrological reading with remediation. We have uh, a minute left. Let me see if we can have uh, additions from Kat or Cousin Joshua. Well, our time is up, but I'm going to say just one thing really quick. Uh, Try to avoid wearing black. If Saturn is in Libra, wear shades of green. Mm. All the best. Fabulous work. Okay, on we go. 
Uh-oh. There it is. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Cousin Joshua, cousinjoshua.com in Atlanta, Georgia. Take it away, Cousin Joshua. Thank you, Clifford. This spell is designed to be a long-term working to set everyone on the path of the wealthy way, and it's going to light your way. Here are the things you need. A small table or surface for your ongoing weekly prayer and spiritual work, an indoor oil lamp. And this is important to read all safety instructions um, and work with them. You're going to want to get clear lamp oil specifically for indoor use, wealthy way oil, Jupiter oil, small bits of pyrite, alkanet, cinnamon, Clothes, five finger grass, and Solomon seal root. Optionally, you can also get some blue dye, specifically made for dyeing oils. You can find these at a craft store, typically in the candle or the um, typically in the candle section. You're also going to need five to ten two dollar bills. These often are available at banks. An envelope, I use a blue one, and a printout of your savings or financial accounts, pay stubs, or PayPal, Venmo, whatever you use to move money through, and a pen. To prepare the lamp on a Thursday, the day of Jupiter, you're going to put a few small pyrite bits, a small bit of alkanet, some cinnamon, three cloves, some five-finger grass, and Solomon seal root into the lamp reservoir. You'll pray over each item as you put it in. Next, you'll fill the, re- you'll fill the reservoir with lamp oil about two-thirds the way full, and then add a few drops of Jupiter oil and a few drops of wealthy weight oil. Once you've added all your ingredients and oils, you can then put in a few drops of blue dye, but just be careful. A little goes a long, a long way here, and if you're experienced or inexperienced in making lamps, you just want to go slow. You want to put a drop in and swirl it and see what kind of color you get. Putting a lot in can get a very, very dark color. Once you're done with that, fill the reservoir with lamp oil, but be sure to leave room for putting the wick back in and screwing the top on the base. Next, you're going to prepare the $2 bills. Mix a few drops of wealthy white oil and Jupiter oil in a saucer. Anoint each $2 bill with this mixture with thanks that you have this money in your life and the knowledge that it will one day go on to bless others. Put these in that envelope. Next, take your financial account statement and with a heart full of gratitude, write out Psalm 65, verses 9 through 13. I use the New International Version Translation. Start at the top of the document and going all the way to the bottom, just write out this whole psalm as much room as you have. Once you've written that psalm, rotate the paper 90 degrees clockwise and write, as it is in heaven, so it is done on earth, and may I be the one to do it. Next, rotate the paper another 90 degrees. So now the document is upside down and sign your name three times. 
Be sure to sign your name the same way you sign checks or payment slips or any legal document. You'll then rotate the paper another 90 degrees, anoint it with Jupiter oil and working white oil, and fold it towards you. Rotate yet another 90 degrees clockwise and fold it towards you again two more times, each time knowing that wealth and opportunities are being drawn towards you. Take this folded up petition paper and put it in the envelope with the $2 bills. Next, on a Thursday, you'll light the lamp and set it on top of the envelope. I'm sorry, put it on the envelope and then light it. Sitting before it, you'll offer a prayer of thanksgiving. Pray earnestly to God and for the spirit of Jupiter to bless you with increased wealth and new opportunities, the insight to recognize them, and the will to pursue them. It is important to expressly name the things you are grateful for. For example, bosses who's hired or promoted you, even the transportation you might use to get to work, or the laptop you use to work from home. And also express the things that you plan to do with your wealth as you gain it. For instance, taking care of your children or aging parents, buying a home in a safer neighborhood, traveling to see relatives you haven't seen. When you conclude your prayers, simply extinguish the lamp and take at least one $2 bill out of the envelope and tuck it in your wallet. It's going to bless your wallet and turn your wallet into a mini traveling wealth altar. To continue with this work, each Thursday, you'll, offer, you'll light the lamp, offer a prayer of gratitude for the means of wealth making you already have in your life, and also a request that such means are expanded in beautiful and direct ways. You should also redo the petition paper with a new account statement or pay stub once it shows increased wealth. Finally, as you go about with the, as you go about your life with that lucky and blessed two dollar bill in your wallet, one day you'll be out and about and you will see someone and you will know to give it to them. You can tell the person it's a lucky a lucky two dollar bill and that you hope it blesses them in the same way it has blessed you. Simply replace it with another two dollar bill from your envelope and keep it in your wallet. Finally, for extra credit, you can use the pen that you use to write these petition papers as sort of a magical pen to sign any important financial documents or agreements that will one day bring wealth to you. That's the work. Wow. Mm, I love it. <laughs> wow. Um, that's amazing. I love the extra credit bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and there's other extra credits here, too. I mean, I you know, whatever you're into, you can sort of adapt it a little bit. Um, I'll say that uh, I practiced an earlier version of the spell for about a year before I moved it off the saint altar it was on and onto its own altar um, and and sort of got, got some information about upgrading it. So I, this is a spell I personally do. I do it every Thursday, and I hope everyone does it on Thursdays with me. Wow. You know, this is a, a part of you I did not know how deep you go. So thank you. Thank you, Cousin Joshua. Folks, isn't he good? <laughs> I mean, I want to hear an amen in the chat room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> love this That's type just, of working, and I uh, love how it's long-term. Yeah. Uh, Papa Newt said, amen. <laughs> and uh, and Nagashiva said, amen. Um Oh, and Doc Murphy says woo-hoo because she won't say amen. 
Patricia said, I, Patricia said, cool. Oh, and Stella said, amen. So mote it be, says Doc Murphy. Okay, you got your fans uh, um, applauding, Cousin Joshua. This is why I said at the outset, this man should be a professional root worker. All right, y'all heard me say that. (laughs) And here's the other thing. He did it himself and tested it. Come on, folks. Is that good? Thank you, Cousin Joshua. That was just mind-blowing. I'm uh, in awe. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I was really honored and, and just glad to be here with y'all to share this. This is a dream come true, so thank you. Well, it's a dream that's going to continue. <laughs> We're not going to just have you on one time. We're going to have you back. Um, all right. Well, there is our music, so that means we got to go over to... Uh, Clifford, and he's going to read our announcements. And when the announcements are done, we're all going to come back and maybe have a few more words if we have time, and then we'll all say goodbye. So take it away, Clifford. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman, and thank you, Cousin Joshua of CousinJoshua.com in Atlanta, Georgia, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest will be Angela Marie Horner of LotusRavenConjure.com for our spring special. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Woodwork Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curia Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman at conjurmanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I'm your announcer, Clifford Lowe, joining you from clifflow.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Woodwork Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody, and goodbye. All right. Thank you, Clifford. Now, folks, it's time to buy your early bird tickets for the 15th Annual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, August 13th and 14th. This festival will be virtual only, but you will get goodie boxes in the mail. If you order on time, get your tickets, we'll have boxes ready for you. There's going to be 10 presenters. It'll take place over two days. We want to have a really good turnout. We hope that um, next year we're going to be able to do virtual plus in person. But this year, we're still at virtual. So we want you to come to hoodooheritagefestival.com and get your tickets. And, in fact, people have already started buying tickets. We've already sold a few, so thank you to those who bought them. Thank you, Tony I, for being in the chat. Thank you, Cousin Joshua, for being a guest. Thank you, everybody, and yeah. good night. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.